Hello, 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 and welcome to Real Conversations. I hope all is well. I pray all is well. And if it is not, trust and believe that it can and it will get better. So I am excited for several reasons. But um, I just want to say to all of my listeners, new and old, um, thank you so much for being a part of this journey with me. Today, I reached, I made one year uh, starting this podcasting journey. And I must say it has been truly a joy. Um, I've grown so much. I've learned so much. And I thank God that I'm in this grateful space that I was able to share everything and just be open, honest and transparent about my life and the things that I've experienced and the conversations that I've had and the amazing people along the way. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of the love, the support, the encouraging words, the kind words. Just thank you all. And I am so grateful that God pushed me uh, to do this and that he spoke to me and made me see that this is something that I should be doing, not just for myself, but for the people who needs to hear a message. So with that being said, of course, I'm coming in with a message, y'all. And um, this message is really personal for me because, you know, I've been so open, honest, and transparent about so much. And this is who I am. You, you understand what I'm saying? Whether it's podcasting or in person or whether it's mentoring, this is who I am. I walk in my authenticity and I'm so unapologetic about it. But here's the thing about that. People will still try to test you. People will still try to see if they could play with you. You know, play mind games, lie and manipulate and do all the things that they do. And thank God I'm in such a place where, now I wouldn't even say handle it, but I, because I'm so aware and because I, I know the signs and because I've experienced this several times, it don't even phase me in that way. It just makes me more annoyed and it makes me more, it doesn't make me bitter. It doesn't make me angry. It doesn't make me, you know, hate anybody, but it just makes me really see and understand that there's a lot of people out here who just don't get it and they will play with you and they will attempt to try to get over on you even though they know that they can't but they will still try and here's what I'm talking about so you know if you've listened to any of my podcasts you know that I have been that I was in a very toxic and unhealthy situation with a narcissist I am no longer in that situation by the grace of God. I'm at a peaceful place in my life right now. I'm on this new journey. Um, I'm all about love and light, but I am not the one to be messed with because my boundaries are firm. My boundaries are clear. I stand on it and I will stand 10 toes down on my boundaries and I don't care who I have to let go. I don't because I've been through too much. So, um, unfortunately... Um, the narcissist has 
has a sister. You know, I've always had her. I've always, she's always been a part of my life. I've always been a part of her life from very little. You know, I used to dress her and my, my middle daughter like twins. People used to literally think that they were like fraternal twins. And I would be like, no. Um, and then when people would look, they would be kind of confused because they're like, okay, they're not twins, but they look so much alike. Like, what are they? And then I would say they're aunt and niece. And then people would be more confused. And then it was just like, you know what? So it got to a point where I didn't want to make it uncomfortable for for the for the girls and I didn't want you know people to kind of like huh so I just said she's mine and then so people just got used to saying oh you know your girls or you know you so when I refer to her I would always include her as one of my girls <clears throat> so you know I understand that you know she also experienced a level of trauma you know she was abused um she her, their father is also a narcissist um you know she suffers from abandonment issues because she wasn't raised by her mom and you know that's a disconnect right there in itself you know to uh be disconnected from your mom to to not know who your mother is and just to not have that love and that support of a mother in your life i get it and you know she had some other issues growing up, you know, behavioral issues. And obviously that stems from all the things that she's experienced because of being, you know, dealing, well, being quote unquote raised by a narcissistic father who's very abusive, verbally, physically, emotionally, mentally, everything abusive, right? So, you know, it got to a point where, you know, she was going through, you know, it was just a lot. You know, she's bouncing around from house to house. She's here, there, everywhere. There's no stability. There's no real um, foundation. There's no real home life. It's just constantly, you know, being bounced around. And so, of course, that's confusing for a child because every child needs some type of stability. And everywhere you go, everybody raises children differently. Everybody runs their house differently. So, of course, you know, she never really grasp that concept so you know she's lived with me a couple of times but she's lived with me when she was a teenager and she was having issues with school her grades were bad like it was just bad um then she left uh because the situation got really bad went back and obviously that didn't work out she bounced around again ended up back at my house this was during around covid and she did fairly well you know uh because she couldn't go anywhere, obviously, but she was more homeschooled. I was more hands-on. Like I literally set up my living room like a school. Everybody had everything that they needed, you know, books, school supplies. They had their laptops. Like it was really like working at home and the kids doing schoolwork. And so I had her, I had my middle daughter, and I also had my little daughter, which was, she was about like eight or nine at this time. So literally I had three children that I was literally homeschooling and helping while I'm working from home during COVID with bare minimum to no help from the narcissist because the narcissist was still in the household at this time. So can you imagine? So everything was just me and I was taking on everything. And lo and behold, regardless of what she was going through, she made the honor roll. For the first time in her life. For the first time in her life, she made the honor roll. Because anybody who knows me, 
and anybody who knows me very well knows when it comes to your education I don't play those games like I'm I'm that mom I'm hands-on I'm I'm very active with the teachers I'm very active with the school anything that I need to know any type of information any type of help that is needed I'm going to get it and so she made the honor roll so obviously two narcissists can't live in the same house at the same time so she eventually went back um situation happened uh she got into an altercation with the father uh a sister her older sister called me and asked me if she could come back and live with me go figure right but if i'm such a bad person if i'm such a mean person if i'm all these things that People are lying and saying about me. Why would they entrust me with their child? Mind you, I don't have these issues with my children. My children are perfect. However, I don't have these issues with my children. But anyway, so long story short, um, I'm no longer with the narcissist. And I allowed uh, the sister to come back with me because, you know, she claims... Uh, of course, you know, the lies and the manipulation and the gaslighting and the, the all the things that narcissists do. Uh, but because she was a child, I tried to help her the best way that I could. I tried to be there to guide her, to love her, to support her and to give her, you know, some type of stability. But as you know, with narcissism, no matter what you do, no matter how much you give, No matter how much you try to support them, no matter how much you try to love them, no matter what you do, it's never enough. And then it got to a point where, you know, I explained to her, I said, listen, you know, because I caught her in some lies and I explained to her that she cannot lie. I said, because you're putting me in a bad situation. You're putting me in a situation where I have to be in situations that I don't need to be in or don't want to be in and don't care to be a part of. And I made it very clear and I, I made some clear, firm boundaries because I don't, I don't, I don't listen. I, like I said, my home is my sanctuary. My home is a place of peace. I fought very hard to get to a place, this place of peace in my life. And this is why I removed myself from people, places and things. And I no longer entertain or choose to be a part of certain types of dysfunctional, disorganized behavior. Okay. So I, you know, let the girl come back and I tried to help her to the best of my ability, you know, whether, whatever it is she needed, you know, I I tried to do everything for her with my own money, no money from anybody else, no assistance from anybody else, nothing. And, um, of course, you know, narcissists are very jealous people. They're very envious. They have these deep-rooted issues within themselves that um, they create chaos and confusion wherever they go because they're very delusional. And they create situations and scenarios that are unnecessary and don't exist. And that's to fit the dysfunction of what is going on in their mind to make it real when it's not real. And if you ever listen to a narcissist, everything is I feel, I feel, I feel. It's not a fact, but it's their re- their reality and their, their because they operate from their emotions and their ego. So I'm a very loving person. And so when she sees that I'm loving and hugging and kissing and all of these things um, to my other children, 
she feels, you know, it, it was a trigger for her. You know, it was, it was triggering. And then you have to understand when you're around a narcissist, you're literally walking on eggshells because everything you say, everything you do, and they internalize it and flip it around in their mind and make it like it's about them when it's not. And this is why they create situations and they create issues when there is no issues. It's a sad thing to see, you know, when you are aware and you know all of um, the signs of a narcissist, the things that they do, how they, what they say, and you know um, it bothers them because they know that you, they can't get over on you. They know that they cannot um, manipulate you and lie to you, and they know that they can't do all the vindictive and spiteful things that they like to do. And so because I'm aware... Um, I noticed, you know, after, like I said, I helped this girl get everything, whatever she needed. Um, I helped her to the best of my ability. I welcomed her into my home. And for what? So she can, you know, be disrespectful. So she can lie. So she can steal. You know, she stole from my daughter. Um, just a thief. You know, there was times that we went to the store. It could be any store, like a Dollar Tree or a Five Below or any store. And I would, I would notice that she would start stealing stuff. And I would say, what, what, why are you stealing? Oh, I didn't feel like paying for it. But you have money. You have money. And if you, and if you didn't have it, I would have paid for it. Like, you're not going to put me in a situation to be getting arrested or, or for, some, for some $2 something that you pick. You, like, who does that? I'm not broke. I'm not rich either, but shit, I'm not broke that I got to be stealing something from the Dollar Tree or the Five and Below store. Like, I'm not broke. And it just became too much. And so now my antennas was up. Now, you know, I, I had no reason to trust this girl. I had no reason to um, believe anything that she said because, of course, you know, narcissists, they come up with these crazy stories. And every day it was a different story about a different family member, a different person or this person or that. And I had to say, listen, I don't deal with those people. I don't care what goes on in their house. I don't care what they're doing. It has nothing to do with me. And so once I started to like show her that I was unfazed and I started to show her like I wasn't entertaining her, her, her nonsense, I guess I wasn't feeding into her energy and she was losing fuel. And so I was no longer her energy source because understand this, when you have a good, when you have a good positive energy and you're nothing but love and light, people will come into your life and try you and try to drain you as much as they possibly can. But because I was pushing her to be accountable, because I was pushing her to do the work, because I was pushing her to read and to pray and to meditate and to journal and to get her thoughts right and to get in touch with her emotions and her feelings and all of that. She resisted that. She resented that. And you know what was said to me? Oh, well, you're not my mother. Oh, well, well you, you know, you, I, I know you're going to treat me differently because you're not my mother. Oh, but when I was buying you clothes and shoes and feeding you and providing a roof over your head and when I was giving you the necessities and what you need, driving you and picking you up, driving you to work and picking you up from work and just all the things that I was doing for you, going above and beyond for you. Just like I take care of my, my children and my children know, yeah, we, we don't always agree, but I'm their mother. And they know at the end, at the end of the day, they know that they can call me at any time or day and whatever they need, I got them. 
I make it happen. Oh, but see, now that I'm holding you accountable, because understand this. She claimed that everywhere she went, you know, people was mistreating her. People didn't want her there. People wasn't nice to her. Just all kind of, you know, narcissists, you know, that's how they do. They paint this illusion. They play the victim. They throw rocks and hide their hands and act like they are so innocent and they don't do anything. But meanwhile, they are the spawn of Satan. And I mean that literally the spawn of Satan. So, okay, cool. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. So, every time she lied and I caught her in a lie, I told her about it. Every time she did something that I didn't, that was she, however she disrespected me, disrespected my home, I let her know. And I told her she had three strikes. Well, honey, she has reached her three strikes. And it got to a point where I said, listen, this is my home. I made it very clear that I'm not tolerating certain behaviors in my home. And if you don't like the rules and the regulations in my home, then you need to find some place to stay. And I guess she thought I was playing because, see, I had never spoke to her in that way. But because she was a minor and she was a child, I was giving her the benefit of the doubt. But again, I tried to. I tried to just push her to be better. Push her to grow, push her to understand and see that even though you don't grow up with your parents, there are people in your life who will come along that will still love you and support you and help you become better and help you through whatever it is that you're going through. Like I said, I've been mentoring for years. I have daughters. I I, I, like I, I everybody knows I'm always open and up for a conversation, but You have to be willing to do the work. I'm not going to baby you. I'm not going to sugarcoat. I'm not going to pacify. I'm not going to. No, I will give you enough opportunities, enough chances. But once your chances run out, they have officially run out. And hers ran the hell out. Because there's no way you're going to come into my home and disrupt my peace. And then turn around and tell me, oh, because you're not my mother. Excuse me, when I have been, I I don't want to be your mother. I've never claimed to be your mother. But if you ask for my assistance, you ask to come to my home, you ask for my help. And then turn around and make it seem like I'm obligated or you're entitled or that. Excuse me. I said, no, 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 no. I said, we not. I said before it gets serious and I have to put hands on somebody. And somebody make me come out of character. I said, this girl got to go. So, she, of course, lies, manipulates, try to twist everything and turn everything around and say, I don't want her in my home. I said, no, 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 no. I said, if you're going to do the right thing and you're going to do what you're supposed to do, by all means, you're welcome. But if you want to do what you want to do in my home and I can't say nothing about it and then turn around and tell me I'm not your mother, then you need to go find your mother. Or go out there and do what you got to do and figure it out. But you're not going to do it in my house. Not disrespecting me. Not when I have to work too hard for what I got. Nothing. Nobody ain't give me nothing. I got everything I got out the mud and by the grace of God. And here she comes with the audacity. I don't think so. 
And this is why I said you have to be mindful about how people talk about other people and how people lie and how people manipulate and try to change the story to fit the narrative of the things that go on. Thank you, babe. He brought me my coffee. To try to fit the narrative of their dysfunctional life. And then they run around and cry victim. And here's what they do. They sit around you and and talk about other people. And absorb your information. And and absorb and try to concoct things in your mind. And twist the story around. And here's, here's how they triangulate. Here's how they triangulate. So wherever they just came from. Right. They absorb the information from over there. And then now they play the victim and make it seem like those people or that person over there did this A, B, and C to them. And then now you, in your mind, you're like, well, why? Like, those people are really bad. They're horrible. Like, so now you start to secretly have some kind of feelings, not even knowing these people, not even really knowing what happened, not even really knowing the whole story or whatever, but because they've painted such a bad picture about whatever happened or whatever was said with these people now it puts you in a position like oh, okay I, I can see why you want to leave I can see why you don't want to be around them and then this is the cycle that they do so they talk bad about them to you and then they they, they, they now they got you caught up in the web and then they go back and forth and they start telling lies to different people and then it just keeps going and this is how they triangulate people and get people to dislike each other, hate each other, literally like despise people, not even really knowing the full story or what happened. This is how they play mind games. This is this is why I said they're very vindictive. They're very spiteful. They're calculating. They know exactly what it is that they're doing and why. And why? But what they fail to realize is that eventually people will catch on. Eventually, it may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. But eventually people will have a conversation maybe. Or something will come out and you'll be like, well, that's not what was said. Or that's not what happened. Or wait a minute, what What are you talking about? And then when you realize that it was one person in the middle controlling the narrative, spinning the web of lies. And we're all just caught up in it. This is what narcissists do. They love to do that. They love to create chaos and storms and dysfunction everywhere they go. It's a sad, sad truth. But unfortunately, people like this do exist. And I understand that, you know, with narcissism, it stems from childhood. I understand that it stems from the level of trauma and, you know, that they sustain at a specific age. Now, um, but the, but the, how should I say it? But the, the dysfunction is like, they know what they're doing. That's the, that's, that's what the part that you just can't wrap your mind around because you know that they have a dysfunction. You know that they have a personality disorder. You know, you, you are aware, but because they are so like, you, you can't, you, you can't wrap your head around it. And most people are so confused about narcissism because like I said, they, they, they act dumb, but they intentionally know what they're doing. So is it really a personality disorder or is this really who? And we, like I said, they don't get better. They only get worse. 
because they don't take the time to sit and fix the problems. They just move on and move on to the next victim and they just keep running and running. They have that runner energy. That's what they call it. They have that runner energy and they just keep, wherever they go, they, as soon as they see. So this is why they're always in self-sabotage mode and because they know that they can't stick around for too long. So they're always on a constant search for victims so, so they can move on to the next person so they could just keep running and hiding and not really facing themselves or facing the truths or facing the issues that they're going through in their life. It's a sad, sad thing to see and experience. But when you're aware and you know that what lies ahead for them is no is not good. You can't save them from themselves. You just have to let them eventually. And it may take years. It, it, it may take years. For them to finally get to a point where they say, you know what? I, I, I need help. And the sad truth is most narcissists don't get help because they don't see anything wrong with them. Because they're so used to blaming other people they're so used to shifting the the and projecting and gaslighting and and you know twisting everything around and twisting everything around to make it seem like it's never them it's always somebody else oh everybody is doing this to me everybody is is it's everybody against me it's me against the world i, I feel so alone it, it it's it's mind blowing it, it's mind blowing um, but unfortunately, you know, I'm not even in a bad space with it. I'm glad she's not in my home anymore. Uh, I, like I can just focus on me, my kids, my peace, my women's group, mentoring, podcasting, and all the other things that, you know, have been coming my way. I can focus on that. You can't save everybody because not everybody wants to be saved. Not everybody wants to help. They say they want the help, but they're not willing to do the work. And I don't have time for that. I don't have patience for that. If you want my help, okay, I'll put them back in. Thank you, babe. Yeah, they know not to disturb me while I'm podcasting, but he's on an emergency call, so he has to go. And he brought me my coffee, so I'll, I'll give him a little slack. So... The sad truth about narcissism is narcissism is real. And like I said, we're dealing with a family of narcissists. Um, it's just sad, you know, and I'm not going to speak her personal business on, on, you know, on my podcast. But, you know, that lustful energy is real. You know, the things that they do are real, you know, and if you listen to any of my podcasts that I've spoken about narcissism, we can talk about narcissism for forever, forever. And just to see um, this child uh, become, you know, morph into, you know, it, it was always in her from little, but just to see it now in the, in the traits and, you know, just even talking to her and you see the narcissistic stare and you see the word, you hear the word salad and how they twist the words around, twist your, you could say the sky is blue and they would literally turn around and twist your words and say, no, it's sky blue. It's a little pinkish. It's a little gray. No, they would literally take whatever you just said and twist it around. And that's to cause confusion and to project. And if you're talking about a, 
they start talking about B and D and what this person said and what that person did and what happened two years ago. And what Like, they are dysfunctional. It's sad to watch. And when you try to hold them accountable and they don't want to be held accountable because of the shame, because they don't want to admit that they lied, that they stole something, that they're cheat, that they, whatever it is, they, they, they're trying to avoid that shame. And they don't want that accountability. They don't want to hold that accountable. You know, they don't want to hold themselves accountable for what they did. And you caught them. They'll start to cry. Just have like an outburst. Or you see, if they if they can't cry, they'll rage out on you. Or whatever it is. And see, and that's what she was doing. She would rage out on me, right? And that was her third strike. She would rage out on me. But she tried not to do it around people. And so once I called on, I said, oh, okay, I see where this is going. Because in those moments of rage, she wanted to speak nasty and she wanted to be disrespectful and she wanted to say things that... You know, she wouldn't ordinarily say. So I stopped having conversations with her in private. I said, no, 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 no. We're going to have a household conversation. Oh, she didn't like that. She didn't like having open discussions with everybody. And I'm, I've done that. You know, we have, I have private conversations with all my kids. If it's something, you know, and, and understand they're females. And I, I mean, they, they all are different in their way and they all have different needs, wants, desires, issues. I get it. So I'll have private conversations with each one of them. And then there are times that I'll sit down and I'll have open discussions with all of them. So it's not nothing new. It's nothing foreign. And then now that I have, you know, my partner, my partner is, is amazing. He's always open and honest and he loves conversations because he wants to teach them and show them things from a man's standpoint, which they never had. Oh, she don't like that. She didn't, she didn't like that. Now she feels uncomfortable because nobody was falling into the tears. Nobody was falling into the sob story, the victim mentality. Nobody was falling into the trap and the illusion and the manipulation and the mind games that she was willing to play. You see? So now it's, I, I don't feel comfortable. Mind you, she would have whole conversations without me. I, I would be in my room doing something and I would hear her out there literally having a whole conversation with my partner. They would go out to the store, go places, do whatever without me. And now all of a sudden you feel uncomfortable. You see how people like to lie and triangulate and make it seem like, like I said, they throw rocks and hide their hands and now they want to, oh, well, oh, I, and play victim and innocent like they don't do anything. It's that manipulative and deceptive behavior that bothers me. And that's why I said people will try you. They would try you to see if you're really about that life. And don't trust and believe, I'm really about that life. I don't have to put my hands on anybody to hurt you. But I'm mindful of my words. And when I speak, I speak. And when I say what I say, I mean what I say. And I don't care who don't like it. And I made it very clear when she left my house. I said, please, do me a favor. Do not. Have anyone call me or text me or show up at my door? Because I know I did all that I could possibly do for you. I gave you when I didn't have. I provided for you better than your own mother. The same lady who you're going to throw in my face at every given chance. 
because you still hurt and you still broken and you still want to be in that place of victim. And woe is me. Sometimes you got to take your hands off of situations and you got to release people and let God deal with them and let God handle the situation. And whatever happens, let it be God's will. Let it be his will. All I could do is just hope and pray for her that um that it works out. But her choices and, and her patterns and her behaviors and her mindset, I'm not going to speak negativity over her life. I'm just going to continue to pray for her and wish her well. But it's a hard life out there in those streets. And if you don't have it, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, it's going to be a hard way to go. So, I say all of this to say, you can love people, but you have to love yourself first. And people have to love themselves enough to want to change, to want better, to do better, to be better. But when you succumb to the evil, to the wickedness, to your lower self, when you succumb to environments and pressures and desires and you don't know yourself, you can't make decisions for yourself, you can't, it's a sad, sad life and it's going to be a hard road ahead. So I hope and I pray that all goes well for her. Uh, she can never come back to my home. And I mean that. Um, I've dealt with that situation. That part of my life is closed. That chapter of my life is closed. And um, I, I'm not. I'm no longer dealing with anybody else's burdens. I, I'm not. That is not a... a uh, a monster that I created and it's not my responsibility to tame or fix that monster and so it is what it is uh, like I said I had to take my hand off that situation respectfully and gracefully and peacefully and of course there's going to be lies and of course there's going to be manipulations because people will never tell what you have done for them people will never tell the truth because they're afraid of the truth and this is why they have to concoct lies to fit the narrative of their delusional and dysfunctional stories. So, just be mindful. You know, stay woke, stay aware, stay vigilant. Continue to set those boundaries. Don't allow people to come into your life and play with you. I don't care who it is. Don't let anyone come into your life to disrupt your peace. Peace is priceless. I work too damn hard and I know it's not easy. So do not let anyone come in and disrupt your peace by all means. As painful as it may be, let them people, places, and things go. If they don't respect or value you, let them respect and, and value your absence, your silence. Simple. Because they will try you and they will push your boundaries. 
And they'll continue to disrespect you as long as you allow them to. So with that being said, wishing you nothing but love and light. Stay blessed.